And welcome to a very special midweek edition of Dave's I Know Podcast. Uh, it's just a uh, me uh, this week with uh, a good friend, Sean Aronson, uh, Vice President and uh, Director of Broadcast and Media um, Relations with the St. Paul Saints. We discussed uh, back right when teams were coming back in, I believe, July or, or maybe even been August, when the Saints put together a proposal and actually had fans in the in the stands. So I believe that was episode 157, if you want to go back and listen to our discussion about the decisions around that, the um, the bigger uh, points that they brought up and all that. And uh, so ultimately, we, we talked a little bit about that at the beginning, about how that went, um, all of the ramifications of that, and, and talked a little bit about the pandemic stuff. But this is mostly for... Uh, folks who are interested in baseball and minor league baseball, uh, if you're not familiar, the Saints were just acquired or, or a, the Twins purchased a piece of the Saints. <clears throat> Saints became a minor league affiliate of the, of the Minnesota Twins, a AAA affiliate, if, as, you, as, as it were, uh, the largest or the, the highest up of the affiliate. So um, something that, you know, it sounds like, according to Sean, you'll, you heard in the interview, something that kind of came all of a sudden. And uh, for people like me who've been – like um, involved with the Saints, I you know full disclosure was a bad boy when I was 15 there, and have always loved the St. Paul Saints. Something I really hoped would actually happen, and never thought probably would. And uh, so yeah, so it's an interesting conversation. We talk a lot about baseball, a lot about minor league baseball, um, all that stuff. Not as much soccer. There is a little bit of soccer talk. So if you are, um, if you really hate baseball, <laughs> this might not be the conversation for you. But we do talk a little bit about the business of running a team and uh, some of the decisions that were made and, and will be made in relation to if you are a, going to remember going to a St. Paul Saints games, they are a they are a trip. They're a different thing. Uh, and how that's, you know, how we're not going to lose that, hopefully, with uh, even with this affiliation with the Twins. So uh, this is a short one. I think it's only it's less than an hour. Um, so, again, uh, if you like baseball, this is a good good one for you. If you are if you adamantly hate baseball and, and despise everything uh, there is about baseball, you might just want to hit the uh, hit the skip on this one. But we do uh, through a new track to open the uh, to open the thing up. So yeah, give it a listen and uh, enjoy this conversation with uh, Sean Aronson. Uh, it's at the Voice BTV on Twitter. If you want to uh, go ahead and give him a follow as well, he has some really good uh, you know GameStop stonks takes as well. So all right, uh, thanks and enjoy. <laughs> All right. Well, we're excited to have back Sean Aronson, uh, Vice President and Director of Broadcasting and Media Relations for the St. Paul Saints. Sean, uh, welcome back to the Dave's I Know. Uh, David, it's uh, it's great to be with you. And uh, I mean, it is an exciting time. It's an interesting time. Uh, a lot going on here for for the St. Paul Saints. I'm sure we're going to get into uh, into all of it. But but we're we're real excited around here. I'll tell you that much. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously very excited as well. I'm a big uh, Saints fan. Uh, this I think last year was the first year probably since they started that I did not make it to a game all year <laughs> for obvious reasons, but yeah, uh, yeah. it was uh, understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so if you guys have not listened to our previous podcast, I believe this was like episode like 157 or something like that. So if you want to go back and Sean and I talked a lot about uh, the COVID protocols that the saints were put in, put into place that they were actually one of the only places in the upper Midwest having actual fans in, in the stands um, and did it uh, really well last year. Um, so I guess let's, let's jump back and talk a little bit about that. You obviously have some experience now and, 
it sounds like now that people are getting vaccinated, uh, it sounds like and stadiums are opening up around, you know, New York just uh, Governor Cuomo just announced 10 or 10 percent of, of capacity for, for indoor and outdoor. So I imagine um, we haven't heard anything specific from walls yet about stadiums, but I imagine that will be happening here relatively soon. Um, so I guess you know, what was the so what was the biggest win? for that like what would you consider the biggest success of opening up and allowing fans into this into the stadium uh and then what was the biggest hurdle that you uh that you had to deal with as well yeah well the biggest win was getting through the season uh, right i mean that's nobody knew when we went through it last year what that was going to be like and and right. to finish a season what was the biggest win uh and, and i think that there were no direct cases that came out of people attending games at CHS field. Right. I think there were four reported like traces, right? Like, so sure. if they traced it back, they, they, they had been to a saints game, but that's not where it originated from. But if you think about it, we had, we could have 1500 people here last year. We played 21 games. Um, you know, so whatever that math equals out to be 28,000, 30,000 <laughs> like people yeah. last yeah. year. And only four cases that were, you know, could, could be derived back. So four out of thirty thousand people. I mean, that's pretty incredible if you think yeah, about it. That's very good. So, so that that is that that was the biggest win. You know, the the biggest hurdle, and I think it's it's just a microcosm of you know the country as a whole, is we had a mandatory mask mandate uh, that was you know put on by the the state by the governor um and and that we implemented and the only time you could remove it was if you were eating or drinking um and so that was the biggest hurdle is you know having to reinforce that more times than you would like sure. um, and i just think people got very comfortable i don't think it was that they were trying to make a statement i just think that they were very they were outside finally i mean you know, we're, we're now going back what six, seven months and, and the world has, has changed a little bit in that time. Again, you mentioned with the vac vaccinations and uh, the more information that we have now and, and, and things of that nature, um, you know, no less scary, no less serious, but we now have more information. Um, and so I think back then people were just so it was like one of the first things they could do in, in a in a modified group. And I think they just got a little too comfortable at times. They felt like, which is good for us. I mean, they felt like, hey, I'm at a Saints game and I'm just kind of, and so they would, you know, remove the mask and whatever. Felt, and Felt and normal. So, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah. so that was that was probably the biggest hurdle. But, but to be honest, there were very few, if, if any, uh, confrontations, if you will. It's it just, it, it was more on the shoulders of our ushers um, and staff to just remind people over and over and over again, which again is just kind of the, the way of the world and, the, and a microcosm, I think of, of society as a whole. Yeah. So obviously you guys are, well, and we'll talk a little bit about your new AAA affiliation and, <laughs> and, and the new, uh, the new league and all that, which I'm, I'm very excited about just being able to see, you know, uh, I think that's the major and... news, right? Like that's <laughs> right. the bit, you know, so you guys, you guys will be starting your season, uh, up, you know, in a little bit here in a, in a six weeks. I mean, it's snowing outside right now, so it doesn't seem like it's baseball season, but pitchers and catchers are reporting very, very that's soon. Right. So it's going to be baseball season before you know it. Um, and maybe you, you guys have, I'm sure you're in communi constant communications with with Mayor Carter and with uh, the governor and all that. Um, what do you ex are you expect around the same capacity at the start of the season? And then are you sort of like 
planning on ramping it up or are you expecting a sort of a different capacity um, than, you know, what you were doing the 1500 last year? Yeah, it, that's, it's a great question. One that I don't have a definitive answer for. Yes, we are in, and I mean, constant contact with the governor's task force, with the governor, um, to an extent, the mayor, but I mean, the mayor is trumped by the governor, right? right. I mean, it, right. The, the mayor can't make a rule that, you know, goes against what the governor has said, but, but we are in constant contact uh, with, with the city of St. Paul and, and the mayor's office and, and, and that, but it starts with the governor's task force and the governor. So we've been in contact and it's different this year than last year, because last year we were a lone entity, right? The twins didn't have any fan. I don't think anybody, any other sport. No, the twins are, right? I know Minnesota United didn't have any yep, fans and correct, the Vikings yeah. didn't have any. Yeah. Yep. So we were the lone entity on this. So we were in these meetings on our own. Well, now, as you mentioned, with some other states starting to um, remove some of the, the regulations and allowing at least people in and the new affiliation with the twins, the twins and us are going at it together, uh, you know, and they say there's strength in numbers. So mm -hmm. uh, and again, look, we're not we're not going out there fighting whatever the governor says. What we're simply doing is presenting him with the facts from last year, with how we could increase attendance safely. And, and I'm not saying we're going from 1,500 to 6,000, you know, the ballpark seat 7,210, and we, yeah. we, we average over 8,000. And with this new affiliation, you know, maybe not this year if they open it up, but next year, we'll easily average 83, 84, 8,500 per game. I mean, that's how excited people are right now. But what we're simply saying is, Here's what we think we could do comfortably under the rules and social distance. Here's what we're looking to do. Um, but I do think that whatever the case is in April, and now our, our season's going to start uh, in, in April. Or yeah, earlier now. Started, yeah. yeah, in mid-May. Whatever the regulations are in April, again, and I'm no expert, I would imagine it's going to be pretty similar in April and May but as you roll into June, July, and August, you're going to start to see a little bit more, uh, you know, of these regulations pulled back. We're never getting to full capacity this year, right? That that is, I'm not okay. naive enough to think that. <laughs> that was um, that was actually a question. Do you think you could get to full capacity no, by the end of the year? Or so there's no, no okay. chance that that happens. None, and I don't yeah. think I don't think we're even pushing for that. Not right. not at all. Uh, I think what we want to do is maximize what we have here under the guidelines where everybody feels safe. Look, and again, I'm no expert. I just listen to what's out there. And I think the most recent thing that Dr. Fauci said was he originally had said by April, it'll be open season on people getting the vaccine. I think he's uh, pushed that back now to May. Um, and again, not everybody's going to walk in on day one and, and get the vaccine, but right. as more people get it, as cases start to drop, as hospitals become less crowded that's when you start to open things up a little bit more but we're i would anticipate next year being at full capacity i don't anticipate at all that happening this year cool uh which is sad because you know you are you mentioned the the triple a affiliation with the twins is going to mm -hmm. make this uh, a hot ticket it's already i mean yeah. saints is already a hot ticket anyways and yep. you know doubly so um so let's talk a little bit about that because that's actually the fun part of the conversation <laughs> right so uh so you you work i was looking at your linkedin you worked with the twins way back in the day um back mm -hmm. down in fort down in fort myers right yep. yeah so right, from so you, uh, 03 to 06 yeah okay 
So, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, I kind of figured at some point there'd be a, an affiliation with the Twins. It just kind of made a ton of sense. I honestly thought it'd be more of double A. I mean, this is back when, you know, before they did all the minor league baseball restructuring. Yep. I thought that Saints playing double A actually made a lot of sense, like, you know, um, geographically and everything. Um, but, you know, what did you, so when did you really believe? I know that you guys have had a, you know, there's been obviously constant communication um, over the last few years. There was a very a lot of communication last year. The uh, Twins used uh, CHS Field as their basically their their second home uh, for their traveling, you know, their their rotation squad or whatever. Um, what did you really think it would actually this kind of partnership would come to fruition? Well, first of all, I'm glad that you thought this would always happen because people have been asking me for the 14 years that I've been here, when are the Saints and the Twins going to partner up? <laughs> and I I swear to you, Dave, that this was always my answer. I will be long gone by the time that okay. ever happens. Okay. Because I, I just, I did there. People don't understand how many different things needed to happen. Sure. Uh, in order and forget the pandemic and, and the reshuffling of minor league baseball. I'm just saying if, if there was none of that in order for the twins and the saints to partner up, so many things needed to occur. So many things needed to occur. Lots of dominoes. Exactly. And it wasn't as simple as the twins saying, hey, we want the Saints to be our affiliate. It was never that simple. No. Um, you know, again, th there's so many things that, that need to happen. And and they just they they basically just happened in one fell swoop, but mainly it was major league baseball coming in and saying they wanted to revamp minor league baseball. Now you can agree or disagree that that this is a positive or a negative. You can, I mean, you can, I have mixed and, feelings on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so do I, yeah. even us as being the AAA affiliate of, of, of the twins. Now, um, look, I get it. If you're one of the 43 teams that were dropped from affiliated baseball. And of those 43 teams, I think there are a handful. I don't know what the number is, so I apologize, but there's somewhere between like five and eight that got rid of baseball teams altogether. So like right. their cities do not have not good, baseball yeah. teams anymore. Yeah. Uh, I believe Staten Island is, is one of them. They were the affiliate of the Yankees um, and yep. they are not coming back in, in any form or fashion in independent baseball, in uh, a collegiate wood bat league, not at all. So now you have a city that did have a, a professional baseball team that does not, I think it is horrible for those. Um, and I'm, I'll get around to your question in, in a second <laughs> and answer. I just want to say this though. If you are, if you used to be an affiliate and now you're a part of a collegiate wood bat league team or an independent league team and you're playing less games now, I get it, right? Because if you were playing, I don't know, 70 games before and you're playing 50 games now, that's 20 less home games off your bottom line. That's a huge, huge hit. Like two games is a huge hit. Yeah. However, if you are not losing games and you've gone from affiliated to independent ball and or a collegiate wood bat league team and you're complaining about it, you're in the wrong. Because what you're telling me is you don't have a good business model. I promise you right now that it does not matter. And the Saints are, are proof in the pudding of this. It does not matter if you are an affiliated organization or not. If you have a good business model, people will come. The amount of people that actually come because of the players or the affiliation that you have is not as great as people think. I'm not saying that it, it, it doesn't help. Don't get me wrong, right. but it's not as great as people think that's going to make you go from 2000 fans to 8,000 fans. Like there is no affiliation that does that. I promise you that that doesn't exist. Could it get you to a couple thousand to 
2,500 to 3,000? Sure. And does that make a difference? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, your business model has to be solid. So, um, so some of these teams that are saying, you know, hey, th this is terrible. This is, you know, I can't believe this happened, whatever. I get it to an extent, but you better have a good business model or it doesn't matter if you're an affiliate or not. Now, back to your original question. I apologize going off on a tangent there. Sorry. Um, this podcast is basically tangents, my friend. Right. So, yeah, that's fine. I probably felt that this was a reality when the twins came here and used CHS Field as their alternate site. The first that we were ever mentioned was in, and JJ Cooper of Baseball America did one of the best jobs I have ever seen. I think I read that article do yeah. on, on this entire process. He was there from beginning to end. And what JJ Cooper did, I, I don't, I don't know how many people just outside of the baseball world know this guy, but he, I, I joked and called him the TMZ uh, of the baseball world because it just seemed like anytime something happened, he knew before anybody else did. It was before you guys even knew a hundred percent. Yeah. And so he had reported in, uh, I think it was October of 2019 that, uh, that there was this uh, potential shakeup in, in, in minor league baseball and that two independent teams were named, uh, the Sugarland Skeeters and us, uh, as potential affiliates. We had no idea, like literally no, no one had even whispered to us about this. Um, and so it was kind of on my radar at that point. And then, uh, you know, all went quiet for a little bit. And then he'd get, you know, stories that would come out every few months just because a new piece of information came out and whatever. But it wasn't the twins were here at CHS Field in whatever it was, July, uh, and used this as their alternate site. Uh, that was the first that I was like, all right, this is interesting. And then that's when talks really started to pick up. And it wasn't until I think we announced it like, I don't know, December 6th or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't until probably a month before that where I was like, all right, this is a done deal. Because okay. again, a lot okay. of things still needed to happen. A lot of things still needed to happen. Right. And, and the bottom line was Major League Baseball had to officially sign off on this. Again, the Twins could say they wanted this, but if Major League Baseball said no go, then it wasn't going right. to happen. Right. Uh, okay. Well, let's... Uh... Yeah, I think people don't realize that there's so much other logistical hurdles. Um, yeah. You know, you have to become a you know, money you have to pay and all that, all that fun stuff to to get as part of it. So I think that's, you know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, hoping, but never. Most people don't understand that there's so much other shit that needs to happen before well, you can. Well, and the other thing is that the twins have the territorial rights, right? Not right. again. We were an independent club, so we were not beholden to that. But the and I always forget what it is. I think it's 75 miles. So if you draw a 75 mile radius around target field they have those territorial rights and yeah. so and and this is the, the the smart thing on the twin side is there was no way they were going to allow the saints to be an affiliate and not have some piece of the pie right because th there still is a competition there right we're still fighting for the same uh you know sponsorship dollars we're still fighting for the same ticket revenue, right? We're still in the same market and, and there still is that competition. We may be calling on the same corporate sponsors or the same group, you, you know, right. uh, corporate right. people to come out. And so, but if you're the twins and you're like, well, it's great that they're our affiliate, but if we don't have skin in the game, you know, we're just, we're robbing Peter to pay Paul. So, right. um, 
so they were able to come in. They they are a minority stakeholder now. Again, it's it's a it's a small percentage, um, but they at least can you know recoup some of this business side of things. I think it's a a smart business decision um, by them. And uh, but but again, the 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 Saints ownership group of Marv Goldklang, Mike Veck, and Bill Murray are still the majority owners of this that's team. Uh, reassuring for a lot of people, I yeah. imagine. So yes. um, let's so on the business side, um, and you know, I'm not sure how much you know you know about this, but how much autonomy do you guys still have in terms of going out and getting the sponsors? Um, are this are the twins pitching the Saints as? When they when they when they approach their, their their potential partners and things, are they saying, "Well, you can do this, and maybe we can work with you can work with both the Twins and the Saints"? Is that like, how much autonomy do you guys have? Um, yeah, so that's there's a lot to that question. It's not just the Twins, but Major League Baseball as a whole. Under this whole revamped uh, everything under one umbrella now, uh, Major League Baseball has the ability, and they always had, but but now even more so to sell like these league wide deals where major league baseball can say, we can get you in how many ever markets it is, you know, 200 markets. And so you're going to do a national deal with us. And then you have to basically say, okay, um, to a lesser extent, yes, that the twins we've talked about that, but it's not like they're going to actively go out and be like, all right, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to cut you out from under your, 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 your knees there. And, and we're going to sell this sponsorship. Now that we've talked about it, it, it won't happen as much as people think. Um, look, I'd love to be able to leverage the twins with a partner and say, Hey, if you come to us, you can also go to, but it's not going to work that way. Right. That'd be so right. easy for us. Right. Um, so it, it won't happen as much. I, you know, if it happens once or twice uh, a year, it'll probably happen a lot. But, uh, but again, the, the twins and the, and the saints have always had a good working relationship. Probably the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, maybe longer. Um, in the early days, it, that was not the case, you know, 93, 94, 95. It wasn't like that, but yeah, uh, I probably say in the I last remember. 15, 10, 15 years or so. Um, you know, when, when the saints and the when twins, target, when target field opened up. Uh, yeah. But even a little before <laughs> that, I would tell yeah. you, I okay. mean, I got here in, in Oh seven and you, you'd mentioned, I came from Fort Myers, uh, again, Twins affiliate. So I yeah. knew a number of those people. Derek Scherer, our, our executive vice president and general manager, uh, he was in Fort Myers before me as the GM in, in Fort Myers. So yeah. he had a working relationship with the Twins. And again, we owned that team. So we had a working relationship with it. So I think the Twins realized at some point that they're here to stay. You know, at first it was, look at those guys. They're, they're trying to be quirky. They're trying to do all these things. You know, they won't last, whatever. It's not a big deal. And on top of that, the Saints were out drawing the Twins when they were at the Dome, right, for a, a number of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just think that, uh, you know, when, when Terry Ryan and Billy Smith, you know, really got in there, they got Billy Smith, who, you know, I, I know that the lasting impression of Billy Smith, of people around here, was, was his misplaced uh, time as a general manager for the Twins. Um, but Billy Smith is one of the genuinely nice people in this business. And he got started in minor league baseball, in, in affiliated minor league baseball. He, he worked his way up. He got what that meant. So he understood the Saints. You know, even though we weren't affiliated, he understood what the Saints were doing. Mm -hmm. um, and Terry Ryan, one of the smartest baseball people I've ever been around. So they got it. And, and yeah. I think when they were there, that's when uh, the relationship, you know, it started to thaw and 
Uh, they respected what we were doing. And now here we are, you know, 28 years after our inception as, as a affiliate of the twins, man. Yeah. It's that's a, that's insane. Um, I think I mentioned to you, uh, last time, but like in 19, was it 90? It must've been 97. I was a bat boy for the saints that year. Yep. So, um, i definitely have a very, uh, very strong affili- affinity for the St. The St. Paul saints and, um, maybe even more so than, than the twins. I mean, I grew up a twins fan as well, but, yeah. uh, so I guess on, on sort of the other sort of business side, um, I, as a fan, right. I haven't been in uh CHS field since, uh, 2019. Uh, I go to a game this year. Cause I'm really, I'm going to bring my kid to a game this year. Um, sure. uh, what is anything going to be different from the experience of going to a twins game now that you are, you know, now that you're affiliated with the twins or is everything, I think a lot of people are, are concerned, um, yep. that, you know, things are going to change now. There's gonna be more of a corporate thing. And I, I keep telling people like, that's not the saints way. That's not what's going to happen, but, uh, alleviate people's concerns if you will, or, or let us know like, Hey, things are going to be slightly different and not just, not because obviously things are going to be different because of the pandemic, yeah. but in terms of, uh, uh, you know, in 2022 going to a, you know, 8,400 person, uh, green line derb or green line doubleheader, right? So I'm going to go to a, a saints game yeah. in the afternoon and the twins game in the evening or vice versa. Um, how is anything going to change from the experience of going to a saints game? Cause that is, yeah, most people go to, to the Saints for an experience, right? It's not necessarily yep. to look at watch great baseball. Although I think now, you know, now there's actual players that people can see, you know, uh, two days later at playing for the Twins, it might be a little more, a little more of a, a draw. But go ahead. Yeah. So here's the best way that I'm going to explain this to you. I and I promise you, this is going to happen. You know about this affiliation. Seems like a lot of people know about this affiliation. There are going to be people that walk into this ballpark this year have no clue that the saints and the twins have partnered up. They will have no idea. Okay. And the experience will not look any different to them. To them, it's a bunch of players on the field, but you know, they're not baseball fans. Right. You know, and, and so they won't recognize the names, even though some of them, you know, many of them may have been in the big leagues. Some of them may have been with the twins last year. Who knows? Uh, Some of them may be first round draft picks, they're not going to know. They're not going to care. And they won't be able to tell the difference. That's exactly the way it's going to look. You and I are talking here. You and I talked during, you know, the, the pandemic. I'm still here. Our general manager is still here. Our director of promotions is still here. Everybody that was part of the season last year is here this year. The twins right. had zero say in our front office, right? We don't, they, they don't run us. We, we still run this organization. The only thing the twins do is provide us with the players and the coaching staff. And, and we'll get into this in, in a little bit. If there yeah. were 99 positives to this deal, there was one negative, and that was the, the coaching staff. Not even the players. The players uh, all were either traded to other teams in the American Association or became free agents and were signed by other teams in the American Association. So their their careers are going to continue. Yeah. Um, but if anything else, what what we honestly want to do we want to get in trouble here in year number one. Like we want to do something. And again, I'm not saying we will do it. Um, and that that's the part people don't understand. You can come to a game and say, ah, they're not as funny. Okay, that's fine. That's a fair critique. But it's not that we're not as funny because we're not trying as hard or we're not trying to come up with, with crazy off-the-wall things. It's hard when you're the bar. We, we are the, and I hate right. to always say that. Cause I feel like I'm patting ourselves on the back and we're so great no, and whatever, it's, but you are, it's, but, I think it's yeah, but definitively the across, the bar. across the board. Yeah. And when you're the bar, it's hard to top that bar every single year. It's so hard. People don't understand right. how hard it is. Right. Like 
I'm, I'm going to use this as an example, right? Saturday Night Live is considered one of the greatest sketch comedies of all time, right? And it's been around for whatever, 40 years. I don't know how many years. Five, something like that. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Right. Would would you agree that there are some years that just aren't funny? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. But does it mean that they're trying less hard to be funny? No. Sometimes right. yeah. they're just and they've they wrote the book on it, right? People always want to say, oh, well, the last great cast was this or whatever and hasn't been funny or there are a few you know players that it's the same with us it's so hard so yeah you can come to a game and say look they're just not funny or it's just not as funny and that's fair it's a that's a fair critique but to come in here and say oh they've changed that's unfair yeah that that is not true so so there's so basically just sum it up there's not you if you are you're not gonna you won't see anything just demonstrably different like yeah you're not throwing out a big uh you know maybe will still be here right okay the nun giving massages will will still be here when she can yes i think you know i think that's i think that's the biggest concern is like there's for people who are who are not familiar with with the 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 inner workings of the saints or whatever like that just you know this is a it's a different it's a different experience a different thing but it's it's going to be the the exact same ballpark game day experience usher tainers will still be here perfect perfect. Uh, everything will be the same honestly it's just yeah and again our goal is to to still be outrageous um i don't believe that we have any parameters that we're going to have to go but look again I, i i i say all these things because i want people to understand they're used to the St. Paul Saints. And I think we do it better than anybody else. But minor league baseball is doing everything that we do. Like right. if you go to another, and I get it, most people have never been to a minor league game, so they don't know. When I was in Fort Myers, again, this is 03 to 06, right? Way back when. Sammy Sosa was caught with a corked bat. Major league baseball, right? This is MLB. We did a Sammy Sosa corked bat night. An affiliated ball club. Again, not, not affiliated with the Cubs, but still an affiliated yeah minor league baseball team where we gave, and I think he, at the time he had 505 home runs. So we gave out 505 mini bats with wine corks on the top of them. (laughs) So here is where everybody's like, Oh, well, they're not going to take any chances. I worked for a twins single a affiliate and we poked fun at major league baseball. Yeah. Okay. So people who tell me that they're going to change, they're going to be different. They're not going to do these things. I've been there. I've done it. (laughs) I think the other thing to point out too is that like the ownership group of the Saints owns they've owned uh, affiliated minor yes. league ball clubs before, so it's not like this is could uh, no. uh, be. I just I like to I like to want to alleviate people's concerns and fears. Um, and I get it. And, yeah. and look, I I I will answer these questions from now until you know opening day, and I'll answer them after that as well. Right. Uh, and I get it. Look, not everybody hears everything that we say. But we've heard it by so many people who are like, oh, they're different. They're going to change. But we heard the same thing six years ago when we moved into CHS Field. Right. Oh, they're going to be corporate. It's going to be different. And then on opening day, we did this appreciation parade uh, with everybody that helped build this ballpark. So, I mean, you had politicians, you had architects, you had designers, you had everything. And interspersed within that were jugglers. sword swallowers, burlesque dancers. Uh, it was the most ridiculous parade you could ever see. But on day one, we basically told all those people who said, oh, you're going to be different. You're going to be corporate. And we basically stuck a big middle finger up to those people <laughs> with that parade. Right so, on. Yeah. Uh, again, people can keep saying we're going to change. And again, I get it if people are saying, well, it's different than it was at Midway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. 
Midway Ching, was Ching. Midway. It had yeah. yeah, it had its it had its charm. And if you are a fan of nostalgia, you're always going to say, "Oh, it's different." Well, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but you didn't live in the same house when you were 20 that you do when you're 50. You know, you outgrow it at some point. You have a family. You yeah. need a bigger space. And things are different. Yeah. Is your was your is your new house the same as your old house? No. So you know. Um. You so you did mention uh that there like the one sort of negative change is that you obviously had to let, let go of George Samus and yep. bringing in uh but a, a, on the bright side we get to yell at a garden hire again. So um if you <laughs> uh so what, t- talk to me a little bit about that. I mean obviously yeah. and the, obviously players like you guys don't have as much say over the over the players mm-hmm. um or probably any say honestly it really depends on who the twins yeah. want to have at. At AAA, yep. uh, I think there's, you know, there's also been just as this is a, as a baseball nerd myself is yep. we've been seeing a lot of players actually skip AAA. So like, you mm-hmm. know, the, the good players uh, mostly play AA and then we'll get the call up, you know, in the in the in the summer or sorry, in the uh, the fall and like this, the September call ups and stuff. And then we'll be on the team. So are do you expect you'll will, you, players will at least stop over a little bit in in um, those big big time prospects will stop over at least in, in St. Paul? For a little bit, I mean, I, obviously, it's nice to have them a lot closer. Um, yeah. I think may, instead of like having players down in uh, Cedar uh, uh, Falls or or whatever, um, having them closer to here makes sense for having those big time prospects. Maybe having them jump double even yep. to come up to AAA. So, what, what's your what are your thoughts? I'm sorry, that's lots of lots of questions. No, 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 no. Lots of thoughts you're there. Fine. So. I, I, no, let's let's touch on the first thing first because I, I really want to touch on the George Samus piece, and then I'll get into the players. If there were a hundred things a part of this deal, 99 were positive. The one negative is George Samus and that coaching staff not coming back. George Samus means everything to me. He has been my only manager in St. Paul for the 14 years I've been here. Uh, he has been the most generous, the warmest, uh, the most giving person that I've ever been around. The amount of things that that man let me in on that he didn't have to was made my job so much easier. Uh, you people don't understand the amount of times that, that George Samus asked me, what do you think about this lineup? Not that he took my two cents into consideration, but that he had the confidence in the fact that he trusted me, that we could chat about things like that. Um, he let me manage a game. Uh, again, it wasn't a regular season game. That's uh, still pretty awesome. But it, it, but it was, he w- he was flying back home to go to his daughter's graduation. And I said, hey, look, you know what I've always wanted to do? Because I'm never in the dugout. I always want to manage a game just to see what it's like. And I said, I know you're going to, to back home to your daughter's graduation. Would you mind if I managed this exhibition? He didn't hesitate. And his response was, for sure, which is a George <laughs> Samus, you know. And it was... I, I was, I was floored. I, I just like, he did not hesitate. And the rest of the coaching staff was on board who, again, I, I had been around for many years. Um, the, the autonomy that, that George gave me was incredible. And, and it's, it's hard to build that rapport. Look, Toby seems like an amazing guy. Um, I, I think I'll get along with him and the rest of the coaching staff, but I built a rapport with George Samus for 14 years. I knew right. exactly what he wanted, when he wanted it, how he wanted it. Uh, Oli Sheldon was our hitting coach. He played for us uh, for about three years. Oli, and, yep. and, and, you know, I, so he's been with the organization for whatever it is, nine, 10 years. Kerry Leitenberg pitched one season for us and then has been the pitching coach for the last six or seven yep. years. Uh, Jason Ellenbecker, our, our certified athletic trainer, has been my road roommate for the last 
seven years, um, people don't understand the relationships that you build, not with the players. It's not with the players, but with those type of people. Uh, and that's that's the sad thing in all this. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. We have offered George a position within kind of the uh, the construct of, of the St. Saint Paul Saints, just waiting on him to either say yes or no. Um, but he's family. He, he, he will always be family. Yep. Um, and, and people are saying, oh, you should retire his number. You should do this. You should do that. Let me just put people's minds to rest. When the time is right, we will honor George in the most appropriate way. But that time is not in front of 2,500 people. No, no. So there may sure. not be anything in 2021. That man deserves a packed pa house. Right, exactly. And so when the time is right, we will do it. I promise people that. Um, to, to touch on the, the second half of that and the, and the player stuff, uh, yes, you're right. We have zero say on players. Uh, we couldn't even call the twins up and say, hey, could you send us this guy just so that we could, you know, hype him up and, you know, we'll draw real well. So if you send us this guy, no, yeah. that does not work. I think that people have a, a misconception about all your top end prospects skip AAA. It does not happen as much as you think. Right. Um, look, the Joe Mowers of the world, they skip AAA. Play. Yeah. He was with me in Fort Myers in 2003 for one half, one half. That was it. Helped yeah. the miracle, win the first half title, got called up to double A New Britain that year. New Britain was 10 games under 500. Uh, I'm not saying Joe did this single handedly, but New Britain turned it around, went 10 games over 500. So that's a 20 game swing and made the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, guys like that are, are, are special and, and, and he skipped triple A. I think the only time he ever played triple A was on a rehab assignment. Rehab. Yep. Exactly. But I, so, yep. But I think because of the, um, the close proximity of saints and, uh, and the twins, I think that the close proximity, you will see more high end prospects here than you would have in the past. And again, I have not been given a, a, a roster. I mean, the roster does not become official till after spring training. Right, right. But it, looking at some of the players, there's a chance that anywhere between three to five top 10 prospects start the year here in St. Paul. Yeah. I, I mean, that, now again, how long they're here is a totally different story. <laughs> but right. you know what? Catch them while you can. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's the cool thing, right? Like you can see them here first. And then, like you said, two days later, they may be wearing a twins uniform and you can, you can say, I saw them first. Yeah. So have you guys, um, I, I know we, before we start recording, you guys mentioned you'll be dropping your schedule, hopefully uh, tomorrow, um, probably today when you people hear this, uh, have you talked with um, major league baseball and the minor leagues about trying to schedule day, night, green line double headers is that something people are going to be able to do uh, or is that just sort of kind of totally out of your guys's hands yeah th there are a few factors and, and again these are some of the things that we're learning as we're going along like when you are in an independent team we just whatever you game time yeah. was, was it, it, yeah. yeah with the exception of like you know uh travel days and how far teams had to travel and things of, of that nature but even then it wasn't a huge deal with this, you have to present your game times to Major League Baseball and your parent club. Um, okay. And then and then work at it from there. 
the good thing is, so when we release the schedule uh, on the 18th, so whenever this comes out, if it comes out on the 18th, then today, um, or if you're listening to it later on, then it's already come out. But yeah. uh, we will not have game times immediately. Again, okay. they have to be signed off on. So, so the initial schedule will just be the schedule that comes out um, with without game times. But yes, look, have we not looked at when the Twins have afternoon games um, and then, you know, trying to correspond to night game with that, or, um, have we not looked at when the twins are home and they've got a weekday night game and we're like, Hey, that would be a good day for us to do an afternoon game. And then we can, yes, there's going to be a lot more cross promotion. Um, and you've already seen that in the last, you know, three or four years where we, where we started to do maybe one a year, kind of the, the cross promotion with the twins. I know, yeah. I know at least two of the years we did, but now it's, it's going to be more evident, more obvious. Um, and there's going to be a lot more things that we'll do interacting with the twins than, than we did before. There may be watch parties out here, um, you cool. know, to, to watch twins games, things of that nature. Um, you know, I, I could see us, you know, when they make the playoffs doing watch parties out here when they're on the road. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I could see things of that nature happening. So, uh, you know, I, yes, th th there will be a lot more of that. I would I would love to see a so if you can coordinate with Minnesota United a a green line triple header of a Saints game a Minnesota United game and a uh, Twins game I mean you could work with Minnesota United because those games are basically it's like two hours and that's all you need to block yeah. off so you guys could figure try and figure something out that would just hop on the green line and just go to three different stadiums three state of the art uh, facilities would be kind of kind of amazing so well and I'll say this too and I I don't know how many times it's happened but the last time that I remember it happening where the Twins, the United, and the Saints all played on the same day, uh, and I think this was 2019, everybody sold out. Yeah. So people who are worried that, like, oh, there's not enough to go around and whatever, it, I'm telling you, sports fans, they, look, they <laughs> they just love being a part of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, you got, you know, 35,000 at Target. You, you had, you know, whatever it is, 18,000. Yes, 18 um, or 19,000. Yeah, and then and then we sold out. I think we were at like eighty five hundred that that day. Uh, all three sold out. That that is a testament to this area. Everybody wants to call you know the Twin Cities a small market. In my eyes, it's not. It's the sixteenth largest media market around. It's not small. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and I have to do some research on this, but I think, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think we are the second largest media market for a minor league team i think i think i think down in uh like the the, the dallas area um you know there, there's a team there's a triple a, a AAA team down there or double a team I, I still have to get all my bearings on all this but i don't think that there's another media market out there that has a an affiliated team in a, in a larger market and again i could be very wrong on this but yeah. but but as far as minor league baseball goes, we're in a we're in a large market, right? Minor league baseball, right. I know major league baseball, they're seen as like a mid market team, but for as far as minor league baseball goes, we're a, we're a big market team. Yeah, and I, we're one of the only. We, may, we actually we might be the only market that has all five, five. men's professional sports plus uh, basket women's basketball, which yep. is you know a level beyond all the men's sports honestly right now compared sure. to and then and then in my and like I said a minor league baseball team um now that you guys are and a major university and a major university yeah, yeah i think it might be the only market that is that is like that i, I think you're right i mean so, it's yeah it's impressive yeah, it's incredible yeah uh so obviously so you, you mentioned a little bit ago chs field opening up was it six six years ago now seven, seven years ago yeah six years ago okay um obviously that 
like I, I grew up in St. Paul. I love St. Paul. Um, I very rarely went down to lower town until CHS field. I mean, I would go down there. There was a really great uh, noodle shop called Tampopo, which is now oh, yeah. Kiachi, yep. uh, where it's where Kiachi is right now. I so I would go down to Tampopo occasionally. Um, but opening up CHS field really sort of helped transform lower town into a, a destination. Um, and obviously when you guys are playing, the saints just spill out of CHS field in yeah. terms of uh, music and, and, you know, bringing people into the, the area. How do you see, uh, you know, how do you see the saints sort of like helping what's your, what's your role in helping sort of develop downtown and lower town in that part, you know, before um, the affiliation and now, you know, I don't think anything probably will change in, in terms of your end, but how do you guys see the saints as a uh, incubator for, for what's happening in downtown and particularly lower town? Yeah, I, I've said this since the beginning, and I'm sure some other people in the office ha have as well. Uh, we want to be a part of the neighborhood. We don't want to be the neighborhood. And, and what I mean by that is we don't want to be the only entity, and we don't want to be the the big entity that tells everybody else what to do. We just want to be a part of this neighborhood. And I think we've, I, I hope we have, I mean, I guess you'd have to ask the businesses around here and the people that live down here. I think we've done a pretty good job of that in our first six seasons here. Um, look, was there a learning curve in, in the first year or two? Sure. Um, are there still people not happy that we're down here? For sure, right? You, I mean, Lower Town was this quiet little area for you know the people that, that live down here and they, they, you know, a lot of artists and, and the artists, you know, had their way that, that they just liked that. They liked the, the, the quiet, serene neighborhood and then here come the St. Paul Saints and, you know, the, all of a sudden there's now nightlife. And, and I don't think that, uh, I don't <laughs> think a, everybody. A, yeah. People in downtown St. Paul don't understand nightlife. So <laughs> Yeah. And I, I don't think people necessarily appreciated that. I think we've learned to coexist with each other. Like the biggest complaint we get nowadays is, you know, it's 1030 and, and, you know, a game's, you know, going a little bit long and it's a fireworks night and we're not shooting the fireworks off till 11 o'clock and, and people, you know, get upset. I mean, I guess my response is, you know, 99% of the time our fireworks are done on a Friday night. So, um, yeah. you know, so I am sorry about that. <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 I guess if there is one negative, it's, it's the 10 minute fireworks show that we do that, you know, might wake you up or whatever. I, I get that. That that's sure. fine. But if that's the biggest negative thing, I, I, our, our fans are not uh, rowdy drunks that are spilling out. Like that was one of the concerns we heard when we first moved in is like, you're going to have 8,000 rowdy drunk people that are just going to cause some problems down. And that's, that, that's that was the big concern of, about soccer fans. Uh, yeah. when people, when we, when they bought and they moved into Allianz field is, sure. I, you know, grew up in this area. I bought a house here, you know, a few years ago. Um, and everybody, everybody in the neighborhood is like, well, it's all these soccer hooligans. I'm like, listen, like go to a, go to a Minnesota United game. Yes. There's a bunch of loud drunk dudes yelling. Um, but they're like the most considerate, respectful people. Like once they leave the stadium, like they don't yeah. take that aggression out of the stadium. It's like, they're the people who I like go and like, will pick up trash on their way home and like put it in their pocket so that they can put it in a trash can or, or throw it away at their home when they get home. It's not the, and you know, I obviously baseball, I think there's a lot of the baseball fans are, um, a similar way so well here's the other thing too um not that i i tell anyone how to invest their money i, I would have loved to have bought down here in like 2012 2013 because the price of uh, my uh my condo down here would have probably gone up 50 fold after the saints moved in here i right. mean seriously so like if you own near allianz if you own you know near chs field and you owned prior to us moving in I think you should thank us because my guess is the price of, uh, of what you have now is, is through the roof. So, 
Uh, if you'd like to give us five or 10% of whatever your selling price is, we'll gladly take it. <laughs> so uh, kind of wrapping up here. So you've hosted a lot of, obviously a lot of non-baseball events at CHS Field, the Cat Film Festival, yeah. uh, Beer Dabblers, you've done mm-hmm. movie night things. Have you ever considered, uh, uh, you know, maybe buying a women's soccer team and hosting a women's soccer team at CHS Field? <laughs> Uh, look, asking, uh, asking for asking for a friend, uh, sure, you know, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I cannot say that I've heard that discussion ever had, but if there is an ownership group that would do it, uh, Marv Gokling, Mike Vec, and, and Bill Murray would be those people. Uh, I mean, if you want my own personal opinion, I, I think it would, uh, I think a, it would be great for the area. Let, let's just be quite clear on that. Uh, Lower Town, when they were talking about, I was like, Lower Town, where the CHS Fields would have been perfect for a soccer stadium, just yeah. personally. But I, you know, I know it's this oh, is obviously before the Saints you're saying before the Saints moved in, oh, yeah. Sure. And when they were talking about, um, because the the United play were played in the the NASL and before that a, a different yeah. league, um, they were they played the games up at the the Nessie up the National Sports Center, but for a while they played at um over at St. Paul Central High School yeah. at Griffin Field there, and there was you know when they were playing up in Blaine as a minor league team, we were like, well, God, it would be just build a, build a stadium where like right where CHS field went in yeah. would have been perfect. Like on the, you know, on the, the train was already planned there. It was, would have been, would have been amazing, well, but you by guys the got way, to first. Speaking of that, you know, who's kicking themselves right now? The city of Minneapolis. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> like if you're the city of Minneapolis and, and again, not, not the entire city, but you know, the people that made that decision to give, give the United the Heisman in terms of building down there, Man, how how terrible do you look right now? Like, I mean, seriously, I it is a a gigantic victory for that midway area, and unfortunately, and I really should get over there. But again, our, our seasons for the most part coincide. Right, I, I right. get to step foot into in, into that stadium, and I, I would love to. And now, our seasons will coincide even more since we're starting even earlier. Um, but but I've heard nothing but rave reviews and, and yeah. boy, I mean, if you're the city of Minneapolis, you, you blew that one. Yeah. Well, the, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, their season kicks off in April and then, uh, they actually play a little bit longer than you guys. So you maybe try and get to a game in uh, October or something. So, um, all right, well, Hey, that's, uh, you know, that's pretty much all I have. I did, I did, uh, I did see your tweet about, uh, shorting stocks and comparing it to people at the craps table <laughs> betting the don't pass line not wrong it's, yeah no i was like i kind of want to point out like yeah that's yeah that don't be an asshole don't be don't be that guy so um any anything else you want to tell uh our you know the tens of listeners that we have um either about the saints coming up or, or <laughs> you know i know you have uh you're at the voice btv on twitter have you guys have you done any yeah. podcasts recently or no, like my, my goal, obviously, when I did the podcast, I did it for, uh, man, four years or whatever. And I'm not saying I won't go back to it, but I did every one of them in person. Like that was my big yeah. thing when I started that because I wanted that that human connection with those broadcasters for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I just I'm, – I'm pig-headed, if you will. Uh, I'm stuck in my ways. I, and I get it. This is the way the world is now. Right. Um, but if I can't sit across from you and do an interview with you, I, I don't want to do it. And, and so if and when that time comes, which I think we all hope that that time comes, uh, I may consider going back to it. It was it's it's a lot of work. It, it, it's a lot of leg work. Yeah, uh, but I loved it. I mean, I did one hundred and ninety six episodes with with broadcasters from all over um, national broadcasters, local broadcasters, play by play people yep. in the four major sports and the NCAA. 
And uh, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, so I'm not saying I'll never bring it back, but I, I won't bring it back under the current conditions that we have. It's just, that's just me. And look, I think everybody's proven that you can do podcasts this way now. Yeah. Some of the biggest podcasts in, in, in the world are now done this way when they were never done this way. I'm just stubborn and I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't make any money off of it. So right. that's the way I want to do it. And that's the way I'm going to do it. Right. So that's just me. But yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, at The Voice BTV, if you want all my, uh, uh, you know, great uh, stock tips and- uh, <laughs> Get on those stonks, guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be the asshole. Don't sort, don't, don't short, uh, <laughs> don't short stocks. So. Exactly. That was my thing. I, before, before we go, that, that was my comparison is people who short stocks are no different than people that bet the don't pass line. At, at the craps table, right? You're betting against everybody else and everybody hates that guy. Uh, and, and so like, nobody wants to be around that person the, the table's excited when, you know, when you roll the point, that guy is the lone person excited when you roll the seven and crap out. And I'm like, everybody hates that person. It's no different than you shorting stocks and saying, you know what, I'm rooting against this company. Yeah. I don't get it. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, Sean, uh, Sean Aronson, uh, voice at the voice BTV on Twitter. Um, you'll be, if you, you know, when we get to watch some minor league baseball this year, he'll be the guy talking to you and, and letting you know what's going on. So Sean, thank you again for, for jumping on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And hopefully I'm going to take you up on getting out to a ball game this year. So anytime you let me know, and, uh, I appreciate it, Dave. I always love joining you and, uh, hopefully we can do this again, uh, down the road. Excellent. Thank you. Long as you do yours, land here, become feet, cunt. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. GT, he don't do nothing at all. G-O, he don't do nothing at all. My guy, King.